listen. Let us hear God's word. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8, 4 and 8. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 8, and this is from the NIV. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Verse 14 through 16. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm so excited to introduce to you uh, Reverend Jack Miranda. When I started at this church in March of 2009, uh, within a month I got a phone call. Uh, it said, my name is Jack. Can I meet with you? Are you Jason Code, new pastor? And he came. He was the first pastor in this community to reach out and say, I want to meet with you. Um, pastor Jack is known in this community not because of a title or prestige, but because he is so present. He is the incarnation of the embodiment of what the church is in this community. He loves, he prays, he goes to city council meetings. He's involved with um, community works. His church actually met at Foster Elementary School. And so they were deep into doing ministry just organically through the school and the families. They had Thanksgiving dinners. They invited the families. And in that community, that area, they came. And so I met, bumped into Pastor Jack about uh, three weeks ago at, a, at, a, at another sheriff meeting in town in the city of La Mirada. And it just, the Lord put on my heart, you know, I think we need to hear from Pastor Jack. He's retired. He's still got a lot of fire, and he, when you're retired, you're not, re, you're not finished, right? Tired, but not retired, or retired, but not tired. And so knowing that he is a man of the Lord who loves God, who loves people, who is impassioned with uh, God's fire in him, I said, can you come and share? And he said yes. So as he comes up, would you encourage him with, the, with a round of applause as he prepares to give us his word? Warm words. Thank you. A colleague. Um, I hope you're proud of your pastor. I uh, hope you're listening to the announcements. I am blown away by your, the words here. Uh, they're even 
they even give you the words to your, the worship team gives you the words to what they're going to sing. Be very careful what you sing. God is listening. Sometimes hymns and choruses can make liars of us all. I should have said that with my head turned back so I don't see us. I've circled this. I had to. Hosanna. I see a near revival stirring as we pray and seek. Uh, are those just lyrics? Or is this a hope for a fellowship, a congregation that actually can see a near revival? And what is revival? What is the spiritual revival in each of us? In each of us. And we all have our different callings. And I absolutely agree with Pastor Cole about your calling as a servant of this body, of this fellowship, as a deacon. And I would cut through the three years in the mountains and just say, here I am, Lord. Here we go. Uh, but if you'll excuse me, I, what I'd like to do this morning, uh, with your permission, is to remind you of a promise. And we just read it. And reveal the mystery which we just read. Uh, because uh, Christ, as much as we, uh, sometimes we struggle with the hard parts of the Bible, this is our spiritual authority. Uh, this is, can I, can we agree? This is our spiritual authority. I didn't write any, nobody asked me to contribute. And I like to try to stay on script so that I can say, I, Lord, I preached your message well. Uh, and, and with that said, I'm going to open up my, my, uh, my computer, and do you see what you see here? That's what the world sees of our, thinks of our uh, uh, of the original sin. Uh, they think, oh, it makes that'll make a good symbol. Uh, and then preachers all around, we say, yeah, well, you know what? Forgive us, Lord. Let me fill in that little bite. And uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to follow my script as best I can. I come from the Pentecostal tradition, so I, I want I, I know Pastor Jason. Might be a little nervous. Oh, what is Pastor? Man, wow. I know I'm in a social setting, but boy, on the pulpit. And can I compliment you on this? This is a beautiful facility. We meet in the milk room at Foster Road Elementary School. So the closest we get to this beautiful stained glass is stained plexiglass. Uh, but we're there on purpose. We were there intentionally. And over the course of when I was pastoring for 18 years, we were able to contribute to our school district over $300,000 in rent. Uh, we made on Sunday, and I used to tease the principal, uh, we'll let you use it during the week. Uh, you know, go ahead and use it during the week. Uh, but honestly, they didn't use it on Sundays. And we did that intentionally. And we didn't need another facility. In fact, be, be, before not needing one, we probably couldn't even begin to build one like this. This is gorgeous. And so God bless you, those of you who are contributing. That's what your tithe and offering contributes to. This is an honor. This is one of the most beautiful churches in our community, if not the most beautiful church in our community. Uh, and so we love it. And we're every time we drive by, we're, we're jealous. We're a little jealous. Uh, righteous jealousy. But uh, uh, Pastor Coe did us the honor of reading the, the scriptures. And uh, I do want to remind us uh, of a promise of the Holy Spirit of God. It is not by works. It's not by power. It's not by strength. It's not by might. It's by his spirit. 
So if we really see a near revival, it has to start where? It starts here. It starts with us. And you're here. And, and I like, you know, I like to move around. You said there's folks uh, online. Will that move? Will that mess them up? Okay, good, good, good. And I, I promise not to get you dizzy. And I don't perform. Uh, but I, I, I do want to give a warning out. Okay, remember, I'm going to remind you of a promise. And then we're going to reveal this, seat, this mystery of the faith. Uh, and uh, before that, a warning. My, my mother, my wife is there. Would you wave, honey? This is my wife of 44 years. Uh, and uh, we've made our home in La Mirada for over 30 years, 30 plus years. And uh, um, that, that song, worship team that you sang is uh, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. Uh, that, that hits hard. Uh, that's out of uh, the book of Job. And one of the most courageous prayers in the Bible. I don't know a more courageous prayer. He had just lost everyone and everything in his life. And he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amazing. That, hit, that hits us. And when I look at my wife, uh, we lost a son 27 years, uh, one month and 11 days ago uh, to a brain tumor. And so it's one of the reasons we're involved in Relay for Life, American Cancer Society. Uh, and again, uh, I warn us, be careful what you, you sing. <laughs> be careful what you, you lead us through. Sometimes I just have to hum the words because I can't, man, I, wow, you know, I'm not feeling it today. Uh, but I see a near revival. I do. I'm hopeful. I'm a merchant of hope and you're a merchant of hope if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. And so being reminded of the promise and then being re revealing this mystery is going to keep us focused. But again, a little warning. My, my mother-in-law used to make this pile of taquitos. You know what taquitos are? They're, they're rolled tacos. And before she, roll, she fried them, she'd put a toothpick there so that they wouldn't fall apart while she was frying them. I mean, a whole just a pile of them, and we'd have a vat of guacamole. But before we enjoyed them, we had to take out the toothpick. Don't eat the toothpick with a taquito. Let me warn you. Put it to the side. Let me say this about my message. If there's something that, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, if I agreed with that. I don't know if I've ever heard that. Uh, treat it like a toothpick. Put it to the side. We can talk about it later. I don't want it to ruin your, your Mexican meal, okay? Last year, yesterday was the first, uh, was the last day of Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, we do September 15th to October 15th. We are a diverse community, and we need to celebrate that. I'm, I'm hearing things, again, this is maybe a toothpick moment for you. I hear some folks say, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. And in my Bible, at the last book, says every tribe, every tongue, and every nation will gather. That means there's going to be, there is, a, there is a, a distinctive. And we celebrate that. In fact, the rest of October is Filipino-American Day. I don't know if you even knew that. Filipino-American Month. And we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate the diversity in this right here. I see a diverse group of people. In fact, more diverse than maybe most Christian churches. The Catholic Church does a decent job of bringing other folks together. But, I mean, the church we pastor was predominantly brown. We were Latino. 
English speaking, but Latino. So that's a warning. Now let me get out of track. Let me get back to the promise that was, that was just stated. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ had just been crucified. He was raised from the dead. That's what our empty cross represents. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, do you say hallelujah? Okay. Somebody say hallelujah. One of you. That means praise the Lord. That's all it means. Or say amen. I agree with you. That's an empty cross. Yay. That's an empty grave. We're going to talk about what, it, what got into Peter. Because Peter's the one that rushed into the empty tomb. And I'll get ahead of myself. But here's the promise. While he, while he was eating. Is that a human thing or what? Jesus is eating with the disciples after he was crucified and he rose from the dead. And he says, do not leave Jerusalem. And can I, this is how I say Jerusalem as a, as a member and as, as a member of our community and as a pastor. Jerusalem. That's how I say it. That's, that's our community. Those of you who commute, that's your community. How, wherever you're coming from, that's your community. Jerusalem. So he said, wait, don't, do not leave Jerusalem. Wait for the gift my, pro, my father promised. And what is that? That's the Holy Spirit of God. Then we go on to 8, and he says, and this is, you're going to receive power. Power. It's not of our own might. We cannot convince. We cannot argue. We can't drag anybody into the saving grace of Jesus Christ. But it's the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. That is the promise. Now, the mystery, the mystery is, is found in right now what we're, we're experiencing. Pastor Coe, we, we are what Maya Angelou calls the not yet United States. We're not yet united. Uh, you and I have, or maybe, let me just say me, I have my prejudices. I have my, my intolerances. Uh, I, I'd rather not say them in public like the L.A. County uh, City Council, L.A. City Council did two weeks ago, got revealed. Uh, we have secrets. Guess what? Nothing's secret to our Heavenly Father. Nothing. But we are not yet united. And the mystery in the Bible, the mystery... Is this. It's unity. And you can't have community without unity. Somebody should name their church Community Presbyterian. We need to be united. How can you cannot spell community? You cannot be, be community without unity. And so our mystery, the mystery of why, what, why did Christ come? Why did Jesus give his life for us? It's just so that you and me could inherit the kingdom? Well, then he opened it up, and Pastor Cole pre just, just read it out of Ephesians. This is the mystery. i, I got to read it out of my, my bazooka Bible here. Uh, it's a big Bible. And it's the same. Can, it, can we bring it back up? Is that a, are we able to bring Ephesians 1? There we go. What I like to do, I, and I, I put, I, I highlighted it. And here's one of the challenges of highlighting your Bible with uh, that pen. It seeps to the other side of the page. They need to invent. Somebody needs to invent a, a highlighter that doesn't go to the other side of the page. That was just a freebie right there. Uh, Christ 
Verse 10, start with me in verse 10 or verse 9. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. So God purposed in Christ to put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Somebody say unity. Unity. And, and we might have different definitions of what that means. Unity means you agree with me. No, unity means we, we understand each other. We unite even in our diversity. In our diversity. For example, our denominations are different. But where can we unite? And that's where Pastor Cole is, I think, being very courageous to share the sacred, the sacred desk. I call this a sacred desk. And thank you, it's generous. Now, Ephesians 2, 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups, Jews, his original choice, his original people group, and now Gentiles, the rest of us. That's inclusion. That's being inclusive. And has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Man, I still see hostility but I see a near revival. I sing it. I see a near revival. I love that. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, that was Christ, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two. That's the mystery. That's the mystery revealed. One humanity one humanity, and it's tough. It's like, well, I, but I don't speak. And I get irritated when I drive through and that, uh, that first-generation person is taking my order and I, and I can't understand what they're saying. That is, not very, that is not very kind, Jack Miranda. I'm trying to call somebody and get some reservations, and I can't understand their language, their, their, their accent. We're, I, I've become petty in a lot of things. And it's like, no, no, no. The promise is power. The mystery is unity. And if we're going to unite towards a revival of spiritual value, we've got to recognize this. So, so what got into Peter? If you've read the book, if you've read the Bible, uh, Peter's this, man, let me, let me see. I wrote down like his, uh, his resume. Peter's an industrial fisherman. He's an influencer. He's a practicing Jew. Uh, he's assertive. He's spontaneous. Did you remember this transfiguration where Peter, James, and John were up on the hill on a mountain and Moses and Elijah came down and, and Christ transfigured into this supernatural being? And, and Peter didn't know what to say. So when you don't know what to say, what do you do? Be quiet. Well, Peter didn't know what to say, so he blurted out, hey, let me, make, let, let, let me pitch some tents for each one of us. And even while he was speaking, God interrupted. In fact, one pastor said, God told Peter to shut up. And he said, this is my son, whom I love, in whom I am well pleased. Uh, when your pastor asks you to turn around and, hey, will you love today? Will you love this week? You know, there are some people that are just starving for love and affection. A smile, a wave, 
Those things go a long way. So anyway, Peter gets interrupted, and uh, that's part of who Peter is. He's attentive. He's enlightened. He's chosen. He's rebuked. He's violent. Remember, he, he, tried, to, he tried to shank the, 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 the temple uh, guard and cut off his ear. Uh, this guy, and then he denied. He's a denier. But he's hope-filled. He was the first to empty the empty tomb, to enter the empty tomb, first to speak after the ascension. He's the one that called together everybody. Hey, we, we need a replacement for, uh, for Judas. He had the audacity, the denier, the three-time denier had the audacity to stand up and say, well, at least I didn't betray him, and let's get a replacement. This is Peter. What got into Peter? He's the first to be revealed that God's mystery was community. What do I mean by that? If we look at Acts chapter 10 in the Bible, we see Peter uh, doing really good. Uh, he's, he's, he's reaching the, he, he had brought 3,000 of his Jewish compatriots to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ in one sermon. Huh? Are we jealous? Wow. One sermon. What happened? The power, the promise came down. And he gave power. He, was, he received power. You and I have a promise. Receive power. And as a Pentecostal, we, we pay way too much attention to that singular gift of tongues. And, and it's just weirded out people. And we're talking about power. We're talking about the power. The, the encouragement of the word says, here's my, here's my mission to unite everybody. I want everybody who calls on the name of Jesus Christ to be saved. How are you going to do that? Not of your own strength. His power. It's a promise. I will give that power to you. And then Peter is doing that in the Jewish community, and God sends him a vision. Uh, it's this weird vision in, in Acts chapter 10. I'll let you read it. Acts chapter 10, it's about this sheep with all kinds of uh, animals and stuff, and, and, and Peter is told by God, go, eat, kill, and eat. And he's, no, never, never, Lord. I, I've never... Uh, done something that's not kosher. Remember, he was a practicing Jew. It's not kosher. And three times that happened. And then as soon as he woke up, three men are knocking on the door. This is 10 and 11, Acts 10 and 11. It's, a great, it's fascinating because it changed the trajectory of, tra of, of tradition. Let me say this about tradition because we all have it. If you belong to a fellowship, uh, a denomination, we, we have this. My dad took this quote from somebody. He's a preacher myself, my dad. Uh, and he said, this is tradition is the living faith of the dead. Traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. Let that settle in a little bit. Traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. Like we have to, we've always done it this way. Or, Pastor, we've never done it that way. Why, where are you going with that? I mean, just the fact that I do not button my top button for anybody, for just anybody. This is the Community Presbyterian Church. Most of you who know me in the community, where are your shorts? I wear shorts. I preach in shorts. That's what I do. I'm an, I am a missionary to Southern California. That's how we dress. Anyway, I don't, I'm overdressed right now. But can you see when, when people judge us, 
there are still fellowships in the year 2022 who mandate clothing, who mandate uh, who, who can come up here, who can even be in this stage, in this setting. That's traditionalism in my opinion. And so Peter was confronted with that very same thing, and he gets invited to a Gentile's home. He's a civic leader. The man's name is Cornelius. He's a civic leader, and he's breaking all kinds of social and religious trends. And some of us here, some of us here need to really do an inventory. Who am I, oh, wow, who am I blocking out? Who am I pressing? And, and some of this is right down the street here at the United Methodist Church. That pastor there, she's very sensitive to the LGBTQ community. And it's like, and I, man, I tell my wife, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to, to step into that space, but I am ready to say, where, where can my love make a difference? Uh, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to theologize it. I don't know how to. I just know that people, God said what? Love your neighbor. And then that really good, that sharp lawyer said what? Because we love lawyers, right? They're looking for the loopholes. Who's my neighbor? And Jesus didn't just answer him. Like, he could have just said, everybody you see, everybody that looks like you, everybody's made in the image of God, imago Dei. No, he told a story. He showed an illustration. And that's the same thing with Cornelius, the civic leader, who's a Roman. He's actually the oppressor. And he had received a vision because he was a God-fearing man. And here's something. Oh, Pastor Coe. An angel showed up to Cornelius and said, God has heard your prayer. This is a guy who doesn't even know. He does, he does not know Jesus Christ. And has seen what you do for the poor. Whoa. I've got to come back and talk to you about that. God has a thing for the poor. He has a thing for the poor. But Cornelius is receptive. Peter goes to Cornelius and tells him, Jesus Christ is the son of the living God who died for you, and by his blood, our sins are washed away. That's the good news. And before Peter could finish, just like he got interrupted at the transfiguration, the Spirit of God came upon Cornelius and his family. And then in chapter 11, Peter had to explain things to the traditionalists. And even they understood. And so what I'd like to leave this church with, what I'd like to leave community Presbyterian church with, is the idea that uh, I like what you're doing. And there's always more. Uh, what the heck got into Peter? Excuse my language. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Available to you and I today. When we pray in our devotions. You see, our, our different denominations, a lot of that's personality. I'm just loud. That doesn't mean I'm more anointed. It doesn't mean the spirit of me is in me and not in you. You're quiet. It doesn't matter. Our thoughts are audible with God. He's not deaf. Jack, did you know that? God's not deaf. Like right now, he, he knows, he hears me, he sees me, he's rolling his eyes. Are you thinking that again? But listen quickly church. God did not call us, and this is what we've become in many circles. He did not call us to be sin managers and guilt distributors. That's what we've become. The power of the Holy Spirit welcomes everybody. For God so loved the world. What is it? Like, what is that? Point that out to me. 
everywhere. God so loved the world. And then we don't we don't memorize my my when I was a kid, I didn't memorize John 3, 17. And I probably should have. But God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save it. That's us. That's our mission. That's our united mission. How are we going to build community without unity? How are we going to get to know one another? And so whatever you do in your in your occupation, whatever you do during your day, where do you look at unity? Where do you look? Are you the one that waits for somebody to knock on your door? Or are you the one that can knock on somebody's door? Get involved. I love that you were involved in Love La Mirada yesterday. I know the weather was a little messy. But that's it. Just one day out of the year, we go and we say, oh, let's love our community. And the organizers do all the work. Last week or two weeks ago, we were at Relay for Life at Splash, raising funds, almost $84,000 for cancer research. Uh, that's important to my wife and I. Uh, we'd love to see pediatric brain, uh, brain cancer uh, be cured. I have a list of things that we can be involved in. And Pastor Coe uh, mentioned some of those. Service clubs. Your PTA. We have children. You saw your beautiful children just walk out. We have good news clubs. Do you know we have good news clubs that are welcomed into our public schools? And you can be one of those teachers. What, what do you teach? The good news? Bring some snacks? That's what I was good at. As a pastor, I was good at providing the snacks. I'm not going to teach these kids. That's not my gift. We have seven children, so I have the gift of producing children. But, uh, and now eight grandchildren. But uh, there are so many things we can do in community. If you've never been to uh, the uh, city council, there's a public comment section that you can go in and you just introduce yourself. Hi, my name's uh, Carrie. Kari. And I do this. I belong to the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, this is my business. And I love this community. I love, I love what you've done to the place. We can be complimentary or we could say, you know what? There's this, uh, there's this shady character down the street. Whatever you want to say, it's public. Or you can even offer a blessing. Right now, we still, we still do a prayer before every city council. Uh, many many uh, municipalities have stopped that because because of other groups who don't understand the mystery and the promise. And we haven't done a good job of displaying it. So they think we're all just judge, judges. That's our role. And let me, let me, let me end with this. I found this uh, one of the times I came to visit. Here, in this church. I was sitting right there in the middle of the, those pews there, trying to be unassuming. I like to, now that I'm retired, I like to, uh, I serve with the Assemblies of God, and I'm, I'm a, I've just, till recently, I was what we call a presbyter. Uh, not a Presbyterian, a presbyter. And uh, supervising, well, the, the organization I belong to has 450 churches, just our little group here in Southern California, Nevada, and Hawaii. And I would go and, and just visit the churches. Uh, and I'd be, I would unannounced, and I, I, heard, I understood that that's not really cool. You're supposed to, like, tell them you're coming before. It's like, well, I'm not critiquing you. I'm just visiting and giving an offering. Uh, and by the way, wow, for me, 
in my faith journey in the revival that God brought me through, I was dead. Man, I was a rock. My heart was so rock hard. Uh, I didn't want anything to do. I never doubted that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I just wanted to do my own thing. And one of the biggest things that happened for me was the gift of giving. Boy, you don't have to give. You get to give. I learned that. I just learned. And he was so patient with me, this tightwad. I'm tug-of-warring with God. Have you ever tried to tug-of-war with God? Guess how that's going to end up. And I'm tug-of-warring with him. It's like, man, I don't know where these funds, you know, I'm making a good amount of money, and the tithe is like 10% of that. Where's that going to go? And, and, you know, I'm nosy, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm controlling, and, and the Lord just patiently, just eight months after I gave my life back to Jesus, he said, okay, it's time. It's time for you to learn my economy. To not just learn, invest in my economy. And so, please, let me put a plug in. Pastor Jason didn't prompt me to do this. I love This facility is amazing. And I'm sure there are some things that need uh, maintaining. And so, God bless you. God bless you if you already understand God's, God's economy. And God bless you if you're learning it. Because it's a journey. It's a journey. It is. It is. And some of you are just like, I got that. That's not a problem. And then it's like, yeah, but I can't make the... Uh, I can't make all these events. I can't make all this. God is so patient and loving. And this is what I found. In fact, you can find it in your Presbyterian hymnal in page number 435. I'll just, I'll just briefly bring it up. It says, we are all one in mission. I cut this out. I have it on my desk. Uh, and so it, was, it became, so, oh, where, was the, where did I have that? Because my, my desk is so neat and clean. And I found it. And I won't sing it to you because I don't know the melody. Uh, we are all one in mission. I don't hear any ex exclusive language here. Page 435. We are all one in mission. We are all one in call. We are our varied gifts united by Christ the Lord of all. A single great commission compels us from above to plan and work together that all may know Christ's love. We all are called for service to witness in God's name. Our ministries are different. Our purpose is the same. To touch the lives of others by God's surprising grace so every, every folk and nation may feel God's warm embrace. Now let us be united and let our song be heard. Now let us be a vessel for God's redeeming work. We all are one in mission. We all are one in call. Our varied gifts united by Christ, the Lord of all. Be careful what you sing in this church. He's listening. The promise, the spirit of God. The mystery, community, unity, that's us. Can I pray with you real quick? Heavenly Father, you've heard your word repeated to your children. It's true what uh, one of your scholars says, that we come to church to be reminded of what we believe. Lord, would we just, this not be just a reminder, but a, a, a reviving word? Wherever it's needed, even in our own homes, we need to unite. Even spouses, even children and parents, 
even siblings, even our employer, employee. There are so many areas where we need unity. But we need you to, 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 to remind us that community is your idea. You don't want us to be isolated and separated. You want us to be together. I thank you for this church, Community Presbyterian Church. May she be a blessing to her members, to her pastors and leaders and deacons. May she be a light and salt for this community. We ask this all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you.